are you? Pretty good, I will say. Pretty good, I will say. That is your. That is definitely the the, the, the standard Dominic Fitzgerald phrasing for that you're good. Pretty good, I will say. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I will, I will say. say. Pretty good, I will say. Yeah, pretty good. It's, I will say. Yeah. Pretty Pre- good, I will say. Yeah. Pretty good, I will say. Pretty good. Extended ellipsis. Yep. I will say. <laughs> extended ellipsis. <laughs> pretty good, I will say. <laughs> pretty pretty good, I will say. Pretty good, I will say. Hmm. That was that for Roger Moore. <clears throat> Hang on, I can do better. <clears throat> yes, well, pretty good, I will say. <laughs> this works. Uh, I feel like this... Hello, welcome to... Uh, down, 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 critics down, are down, baby! Down. The, the only podcast consistently and inconsistently uh, supporting you through this time. Yeah. Um, Look... There's, there's I- some- some podcasts are supporting you consistently. Others are supporting you inconsistently. Oh, inconsistently. look, we, we had we such do both. a good streak. We've done it. You know what? We've proved that we can. We've proved that we can be consistent. We can now we just choose not to be. We it's are lit. choosing not to be. Because here's the thing, and, you know, just to peek behind the curtain for a second, but the thing is that it's like you guys take ages to listen to our fucking episodes. So <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting in there just, you know, looking at the numbers going, okay, I reckon – Every three weeks, we hit the peak. <laughs> it's time for a new one. <laughs> oh, oh, Morgan, classic gaslighting, making it the listener's fault. It's your fault. It is oh, your fault. Boy. Stop what uh, you're doing. There's, there's a pun name in there somewhere. Baby got gaslight with Morgan Roberts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's something uh, in that. Um, Morgan. What don't turn on that gaslight. <laughs> New musical based podcast. That's not even how that song goes, apart from the first two notes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy! You don't have to turn on that gaslight. Yeah, there, there it is. There it is. We we workshopped it together. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like this this film is. I'm just going straight in today. This yeah. film is such like this is. I've alluded to the late night you know, channel surfing and going, oh, Bond's on seven, mate, you know, mm. uh, finishing at 11.47 p.m. I'm going to yeah. fucking stay up and watch that. For me, I think I feel this is the typical seven, mate, late night screening Bond. Like I've, this just, is, I've got to, uh, I've got to yeah. get my energy up now because I'll get super sad talking about this movie later. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so shit. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's... Christopher Lee. I yep. mean, he's here. Um, he is here. I, I remember Lord of the Rings. I'm that guy with not all of them, but I did have the first, I did have the Fellowship of the Ring extended DVD edition, like the uh, double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah. Which is surprising because I was thinking about that the other day going, and why is it taking me so long to like get into film? Because I'm like applying for some BTS work and stuff. Yeah. Um, when I mean, I'm I was very that much guy not who that was guy. watching. Yeah, that's it's interesting. But I was like that guy watching all the special features, going like, "Fucking, how is this made? Like, that's great." Um, oh, I thought I'm you were talking about that... the extended edition specifically. I've never seen them. Oh wow! Uh, really? Is that going to get my cinephile uh, membership revoked? The revoked? fact I've never seen them. I don't know, but I like the, the normal ones are pretty good. Like they're they're yeah, really they're... good. Yeah, I don't know how much good. better they can get with an extra hour on each of them. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's definitely one of those like drunk cast sort of screenings with your mates that you yeah. do once. And you well, my friends keep saying, "Dude, we should watch all of them." I'm like, "Yeah, like once a weekend." No, in 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 twelve hours, and I go, "Uh huh." Do you know how busy we are now? Like in, in year eleven, year twelve, maybe. Now, yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, you were but, saying, right. Watching special no, features. Okay. It just reminds me of this one interview with Ian McKellen going. And I can't quote it for Baton, but I do remember him talking about Christopher Lee and saying he's a he's a very nice man, hmm. um, and he's you know he's been in some <clears throat> films that aren't necessarily, you know. <laughs> Are we getting but, the closest you know, he's he also, get to a sledge? Not well, no, because he's saying it in this way that's like he's 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 heaping so much praise on him yeah. and also saying. But fuck, he's been in some bad films. Because he, ha- he has. Because he really has. Like, Christopher really Lee, has. Legend of Cinema, has just... There's like... Prolific. I don't think the man ever learnt how to say no to some projects. Yeah, but I mean, is that is that the prolific man that we want in... You know, he's the icon. That's the guy. He's yeah. the guy. Just the, he's the yes man. Here I am. I'm, he's I'm, a I'm, guy. I'm showing up. I'm I think getting it's my, just. I'm getting paid. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter he, if he likes the acting a lot. By a Bond film. He likes acting a lot. So you'd imagine he'd say no. But of course, this is the this is the interesting case with Christopher Lee here. We can't use that normal. Why'd you say yes to this shit? Because there's family ties here. Yeah. There's uh, Christopher Lee is the first cousin of, of the great, the immortal, the hero himself, Ian Fleming. Huh. And, yeah. <laughs> I, hmm. I've never quite learnt the right reaction to your, huh. I, I think that there's so many of them. I, that's the thing. I don't think there's one definitive, huh. Like There's no definition no. of what it actually means. It's just one of those, hmm, huh. nice to know that. But I think also, you. I think you said that exact. Was I passing judgment? I... But was I passing judgment? I don't know. Maybe I think I, I heard that know. exact same heart when I mentioned in the Notebook episode the um the who Nick Cassavetes was fucking related to. Who gives a shit? Yeah, there may right. be a familial think... relationship, huh? Hmm. There may be access hmm. to the hmms and the hearts. I think. We'll I think what uncover. it is is it's like I'm not necessarily giving away that I have an opinion on that bit of trivia. But do I? <laughs> it's an acknowledgement. It's a. It's a. You have yet. To, maybe if you think about it a little more, it's at the minimum. Like an acknowledgement. you, yeah. you being a normal human being, clearly don't spend much of your time thinking. Man, I wonder what <laughs> Christopher Lee's relationship with his cousin was like. Hmm. Anyway, uh, next up uh, on my on our dissertation of Morgan's mon- monosyllabic reactions. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lee, big fan of the, the Bond franchise, really the Bond mythos. And 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 to keep with the trivia here, Ian Fleming was punching for a uh, Doctor No when it was being made for them to cast Christopher Lee. Oh, I don't know why they did. Such a good Doctor No because they it, wanted. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think we can look at na- look at it now and go, "Yeah, it would have been better in Doctor No," because you know, Doctor No is is a role. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. I want to, We've got uh, Christopher Lee praised out of the way. Scaramanga is such a bad. It's not like it's just a nothing character. It's, it's nothing those, in this movie. He's just a, a handsome man who smiles and shoots people. Well, he's a classic. Like the whole backstory about him being in this this circus villain, and yeah. he like lures hitmen to his island mm-hmm. just so he can have the thrill of taking them on. Yep. Um, and 
and like what's the, what's the small villain's name in this the knickknack knickknack i i love the whole thing of like knickknack you're all there's often little bits of like is he is he testing him or is he actually relishing from the fact that he's like putting him in extra danger by yeah. like closing doors and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Who this knows? They never cool. explain it. They, no, the no most they're interested in knickknack is just put him in a costume and make him smile at somebody. It's look, he's, he's a, he's a small person. Mm. Ha ha. That's cute. Yeah. Great. Well done. Thanks James. Bond. He does have a very charming smile though. I will say he does have. Yeah. He's, yeah. But at least yeah, he just didn't like, get electric, like hurt and burnt when he was in the electric, in an electrocution scene, like odd job was in Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Has there been, is there another, other than Oddjob and Knickknack? Has there been an Asian henchman? Another, no, has there been another small person in Bond? Oddjob's not that small. Like, Oddjob's like. Oddjob's kind of, he's kind of small. Yeah, but, but he, he's like five but, but foot, like three. But the jo- like the joke, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a joke. We, I, I don't find it funny, but like, I feel like there's, there's, cer- there's certainly leaning into that. Like, yeah. look, here's the small guy and he like beats people up and haha, that's funny. Has so there's been that a whole thing. Muscle man. No. Because that's the thing, because they're both films with gold in the title. So yeah, we've got uh, some uh, tropes here that are getting ticked uh, off in This true. If we look to the next James Bond film with gold in the title, Goldeneye, no no short people. No, no short people. But that was the nineties and it had already started to get a bit more yeah. on the nose. That's perhaps. what a six year hiatus will do to you. It'll make you realise, hmm, maybe uh Let's maybe it wasn't the gold. Hard look at ourself. Let's while we're talking about that. Where change does this... not much. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's while we're here. Let's let's talk about it. Where does this one rank on like the cooked scale? I don't. I I kind of just. I, I feel like so many elements of this film could have been good, and at the end, it's just it's just not sold. Like they no. go away, they they sail away in the junk, and Knickknack's still there. And obviously, yep. you know, he's the camera pans up to the ceiling, and he's there. Oh, he's gonna get him! And then what do we hit? What do we want in the last tooth? Two two and a half minutes of the film, we're going to have another scene where where we've got a woman who who's covering herself with the sheets and Roger Moore in a fucking um, dressing gown chasing knickknack around the room and yeah. ha ha yeah. weren't the seventies great weird chance <laughs> weird just- chance shit it's, and that's it and that's how that's the flavor that it leaves us with i mean I know, that, and that's the flavor throughout the whole thing which is weird because we we when we last talked about live and let die it's so sensible much more sensible in comparison even though there's Which is crazy because it's not that sensible <laughs> exactly <laughs> even though there's there's weird macro impressions of, of the african-american community in the 70s even though there's Fucking J.W. Pepper, who I will, get, I will get to <laughs> again this Pepper episode. Strikes back. Uh, um, I was watching the trailer for this just before we started recording, <laughs> and I was livid when he gets his own title card. When, like, in the middle of all the Roger Moore's James Bond, ba-da, ba-da, they like show the opening of sequences and as they do in all the old trails. They yeah. J.W. Pepper gets his own title card. He gets J.W. Pepper is back, and it's just the no, scene of like him fiddling no. with the seatbelt in the American Motors car before the chase sequence. And I was like, what? Fuck uh, this, man, the 70s, there's so much of the 70s that it, it's just a decade, I feel, that did not know. And here's my completely unsubstantiated, non-evidence-based opinion based upon this one film. But mm. based upon this one film, fuck the 70s just had an identity <laughs> problem. It just didn't know what it was doing. It was so confused yeah. and it was just trying so many things. 
Maybe that's what it was. Maybe there is an analogy there. I don't know. Hit, hit us up, uh, downdownpodcast at gmail.com if yeah. you have some other sort of way of saying, hey, look, yeah, you know what? The 70s were crazy because it didn't know what it was trying to do. So many different yeah. things. Didn't know what it Especially was. when we're dealing with filming in 73, 74. We, we can look at that like most decades as they sort of start tend to just echo the, the end of the ah. previous one. Thank you, gentleman who's been to film school, who has a bit more of a a, nu- a, a nuance in this. But this isn't this even tape. like entirely a film thing. I think I've, I've I've always thought you know like you can you can watch the early 2010s like cling to the weird macro style of the late noughties. but like I, I always feel like the first half of the decade is like the tackier version of what that decade really was, and I think that's yeah. really explicit with the first half of the 2000s i quite particularly yes because it, it just it feels like the at least in western culture it feels like the 90s with an extra plastic sheen on it except i would say and there's always exceptions to the rule uh 1993's jurassic park um mm. does know exactly what it's trying to do um but you know i, I i'm kind of with you in this i i just went to have a look and see because i watched this way back in may um mm. So, you know, at least 50 years ago by 2020 standards. Um, and I wondered if I take uh, I took any notes. Mm. Um, it seems quite fitting that I took one note. Yep. So much Nikon product placement in this film. <laughs> yep. And that was, oh, look at you, photography king. Get your, yeah, king. You, oh, you would. <laughs> um, and yeah. there was a lot. Like, there was and, that, a and it won't stop either. Nikon had a big contract with Bond product placement in the... Is that something we've been doing over the past few episodes? Have we been looking at like who's been product no, placing more well, than others? I didn't know who it was necessarily. Although I know that with that lens, we could go back and not that I want to go back. <laughs> no, and watch let's of let's these, not. But, but just it'll definitely that. come up more because <laughs> it only gets more intense even does into it, even into today. It, I'm just wondering though. Like this is the first time that I've made a note of it, and I just and I don't think it was very early on in the film. Like I remember the time that I thought that I think I wrote that note was when they're in the boat sequence yeah. and he jumps into the thing and there's all the tourists. Yeah. Um, and he pushes some poor Thai boy off a boat. Yeah. What a cunt. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking we'll hell, get to, Bond. we'll get to, we'll get to the weird portrayal of Bond in this one. But Roger Moore has said, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't good. Even like, as they were doing it, he was like, I don't like this bit. And the director was like, nah, James Bond's got to be aggressive. Push up. Trying poor- to make him in. They're trying to t- turn him back into Sean Connery. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll get to that it later. Doesn't work. But, yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of the portrait, yeah, where were we? Where do we last sort of leave off on a big chunk that we can tangent off of? Um, talk about no. Let's just talk about James Bond then. Let's just talk about Roger Moore's weird portrayal of James Bond in the way that. Last film, we saw the we saw like the 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 Roger Moore Bond start to take shape. You know, someone who was not trying to fight everybody, someone who was witty and charming above all, and you know, someone who could disarm you with his little his little head tilt and his smile. And he just waltzed into lairs like yeah. he owned the place. Yeah, D- the director Guy Hamilton in between this one and the last one was like, "Nah, fuck that shit. We got to make him like aggro again. We got to make he's going up against them." toughest assassin in the world we gotta we gotta out macho him and so why don't you twist mort adams's arm really aggressively in this scene and why don't you f- 
find all these people and what? Huh? It just ne- it's just never sold. It's just never. It sold doesn't because it's too Sean. Like that was Sean's niche was just be the tough guy. Be the be the be the the somewhat socially unacceptable yet animalishly charming brute, right? Mm. Something I'll talk about a little later. I developed a thesis throughout the week, <laughs> and I'll, no, not a, not a full, not a full thesis. No, not like an idea, like an idea. I'll, I'll 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 touch on this later. But there's yeah, ro- watching Roger Moore revert was just it's it's upsetting. Mm. But there's reasons for that. There's production technical reasons because this is famously the last film co-produced by Harry Saltzman. Because because at this point, the relationship between Harry and Cubby, Albert R. Broccoli the goat, was tense at best. Only because Harry was, by all accounts, was focusing on other business ventures, on other things, was trying to sort of, not really thinking about the longevity of the franchise, but just trying to go, just trying to go big while it was there. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. which obviously led to some contentious decisions about this movie and the next one and the last one and their creative process stopped being such a team effort. And it, it's kind of clear here because there's no real concise idea in this movie. It's just, here's Bond, handsome, really good assassin is after him, the movie. Yeah. There's not like, even there's no there's no uh, there's not a lot of character development no, and there's not there's even no really any arcs. any like main elements of the Bond formula. Like technically, there's some subplot about some energy development, solar power thing, and there's you know not really any any main Bond women at least in the traditional sense because there's just Britt Eklund is someone who works for MI6 and is like Bond's assistant. It's real weird because she yeah, just sort of weird. shows up. And then there's Maud Adams who gets killed like an hour in. But all she really has as a character is I'm Scaramanga's girlfriend and I want him dead. Mm. Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, that's anyway, this film. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, avoid this one, guys. No, anyway. no, you can't. We're 18 <laughs> minutes in. I will. N- you cannot try no, and wrap it up do- now. <laughs> Come on. We can talk about someone else. <laughs> we can talk about... We, there are so many other things to talk about with this movie, right? We've got to talk about Bond, god damn it. so long. All right, let me... Let me all right, let me... All right, let me get into this point. I mean, more... Roger Moore... I don't... Yeah, I mean, that's interesting that you mentioned that the, there's that directorial and, like, the, the direction that is changing, that is unconcise... Uh, that there's no focus, and then there's those guys having, you know, they're, they're having their disagreements about the process and things. Um, because I was just kind of like, I was getting, I was getting into, I was getting into more. Mm-hmm. Like more was great. Yeah. And it's a miracle that we have, you know, obviously, <laughs> spoilers. The the Bond franchise fixes its problems and keeps going for 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 for, for a while. You know, good. Still going, baby. Good extra fifty years. But the um, yeah, watching watching the Roger Moore, it could have very easily fallen off here. 
which was which is concerning. Well, obviously not concerning because we we know how it turns out. But like, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities missed throughout the history of this franchise that we that we keep finding out after the fact. I found out today, going through IMDb trivia as I usually do, that they had initially prepped for the Man with the Golden Gun to be made after On Her Majesty's Secret Service mm. as George Lazenby's second feature. Mm. And the moment I read that, I sort of, a, 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 a probably too important chunk of my brain was just focused on, well, what the, what would that have looked like? That would have been wild because it would have been, you know, it would have been a second George Lazenby movie. It would have been that, that George Lazenby to this day is an exceptionally charming brute right can, can you i i see i've i've been really clever i didn't send you this i saw this i saw something something came up on my twitter i don't know how i saw this on twitter but david mitchell wrote um this piece for the guardian it's like what what, what is what Are is you withholding bond content from me at the moment yeah sorry what is bond what is what does a comedian do in these pardon me in these times and it's like decide who's the have a discussion on the Guardian about who's the best Bond. Yep. Um, and it wasn't even that. It was like, well, obviously it's John Connery, so Ugh. now we have to figure out who's the second best Bond. And I was like, no, get fucked. Get David fucked. Mitchell. That 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 but goes to show. So that- keen on Lazenby, like he had nothing nice to say about him. Yeah, that's my problem because those are the people who don't watch Bond movies. They go like, oh. There's a new Daniel Craig movie in the cinema. Oh, I'll watch that. I haven't seen a Bond since my dad's old, like, box set. Fuck those yeah. people. Those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this, all right. So I'm, here's, you know, fuck those people. That's like basically the entire audience of this podcast. But we're trying to show them. We're trying to like, <laughs> I, I am a Bond scholar. I'm trying to like <laughs> tell everybody I know, like, nah, I know what you think about this franchise. If you die. Can I? Yep. Can we put that on your tombstone? Yes. Bond. Scholar. Put me in a put Dominic, me in a mausoleum Dominic like that one guy in the movie. Bond put me in a scholar. Bond mausoleum. Put me in the bonzoleum. <laughs> put me right there next to <laughs> next to Cubby and Roger <laughs> and Money and whoever and and George Lazenby's acting career. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, he would if he heard this, he would want to knock your teeth out, young fella. But I mean, he's fine, you know. Let, all right, let me get to my, my let me get to my new thesis. Right, look, over the past week, I I'm back in Bond mode. As we all know, No Time to Die was meant to come out in April, so I had the big phase where I'm back on my where I think about it at least once or twice a day. Right, mm-hmm. or I'm watching a film all the time, or I'm just I'm thinking about Bond a lot. I'm back in that mode now that. Mm. No Time to Die is two months away, right? And so randomly, I'm just like watching some of the movies just in random order. I get to... Uh, I, I Yesterday, not knowing we were going to record today, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just... I'll watch... I'll watch uh, Man with the Golden Gun. I'd come I'm off- so amazed that that happened because I didn't even think about that this until this morning. Was, like, we, like, guys, we decided to record it at quarter past yep. ten. Yep, and here we are, and we started at twelve. Yep, like fucking look at us, boys. Yesterday I was Doing like, it. I'm gonna watch. Uh, yesterday midday, I just watched Living Daylights. Before that, I'd watched Quantum of Solace. Before that, I'd watched Tomorrow Never Dies. To before that, I watched Goldeneye. Yeah. So I'm like, 
Uh, oh, Octopussy was somewhere in there, right? Shout out to Octopussy. Um, but I was like, fine, I guess I could watch Man with the Golden Gun. Because before that, and to this day, The Man with the Golden Gun is probably the only James Bond film I don't like. Not including, <laughs> not including Never Say Never Again, but we'll get to that. <laughs> you say we'll get to that a lot. Like that's the because we are. I, you, like you, we'll you. I'm sure uh, the Octopussy episode will also be the Never Say Never Again episode because I will watch it. You may, and you yeah, may choose may to well watch it that. with me, but I will be watching it regardless and hijacking half the Octopussy episode with this because they were released in the same year, like yes. within months of each other. Yes. Yeah. And it's a, that's a, that's a, again, that's a whole episode. It's going to be great. But yeah. The Man with the Golden Gun is maybe the only, well, no, definitely is still, as of today, the only Bond film I don't like. Because it's just, it's, it's, it's it nothing. anywhere. It's just nothing I like about the franchise and everything that is in there that I do like is too much, man. It's too, it's too much. Like, Die Another Day is the things I like about James Bond, just ratcheted up far, far too Far too intensely for my liking. So I was dreading it, and I and I got to. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I got to the opening song, the the Lulu song for the man with the golden gun, and I and I turned it off, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it." <laughs> got to later that evening. I'm like, "All right, I I, I want to be up for a bit. I'll yes. start watching the man with the golden gun." I guess we've got to watch this film. Got to a point, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't think I will." Turn it off like 40 minutes in. Wake up this morning and working on whatever. I get a, the text from you at ten. Hey, you want to record today? I'm like, man with the golden gun. Yep, I'll I'll yeah. finish it within the next two hours before the record. Turn it on again. I got to Bond landing on the island when I was I was watching it on Stan. Yeah, and the website crashed, <laughs> and I was like, it's a sign. I don't have to finish it. I can talk it's about sign. it. It's a sign because the Look- whole time I was watching it, I was just reminded of why I don't like it. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not Bond done well. You know what though? I kind of liked, I kind of liked the stalking scene in his lair. There are elements. Look, this is the thing. This is why I can't completely disrespect it. There are elements here that are, you know, from a Bond. Like if we just look at the story on a, on a small macro, right? Bond being chased by the ultimate assassin. Cool. Sounds like James Bond. Yep. He goes, he has to go find out who this guy is. No one ever sees him. Cool. It's pretty cool. There's all this intricacy about the, the, the weapon he uses. Yep. Cool. All these other elements, but just in execution, they're all so numb. They all the whole thing about him being in, where is he? Is he in Hong Kong? Yeah. That's the weird thing, right? Is that this this movie switches to three different Asian nations? We go from China and Macau to um, uh, where's the uh, where's the like the guy's palace? The guy who yeah, he pretends see, to be. I think it's I'm, it's so immemorable. Yeah, and then they go to Thailand, and the movie yeah, does not differentiate really between any of these Asian uh. countries. Treats them all yeah. a little too similarly, which it's is weird. It's all just a bit much. Yeah. It's all just a bit. Anyway. Um, and then I realized just that when we got to the fucking JW Pepper, 
I don't think I've ever hated a character in anything more than just the the amount of like sadness and rage I get when I see fucking JW Pepper. Why was he in this though? Be- like I've- why is this has did he have some deal with I'm the producers? I'm fucking sure it was Harry Saltzman was sitting in the theater when Live and Let Die came out and people were like, "Ah oh, ha ha, the American cop funny." And he's like, "Oh, we we got to bring this fucking guy back. We got to and then Cubby Broccoli was probably like, he's not really necessary or particularly, uh, like, important. But fuck it. You know what? Suppose Here's my funny. thesis. What's we up? We could maybe. Is J.W. Pepper mm. the seed that started the whole rift between those two producers? <laughs> I'd love to, I, I don't know if it's the start, but I'd definitely love to think that it was the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> like, uh, if Cubby got to set one day and saw J.W. Pepper, the, or the guy playing him, and I went, the fuck is this clown doing here? And then he got in a big argument with Harry Saltzman about it, and it's, oh, dog, I don't know. It's That stuff we'll never really know about because we're not in the family dynasty, but... I'd love to ask. I'd love to ask Barbara about it. I'd love to ask. Dude, Michael would know. Michael would have been on the set running some... Michael was working at a lawyer at the time. He he took time off to help, like, organize the split between the two of them. Mm. I think I'll, I'll save talking about the, the, the Saltzman and Broccoli split for next... For Spy Who Loved Me, because that's when it really comes into play. But anyway, I was... Back to my big thesis, right? My new big Bond thesis. So I'm watching all these Bond movies and I'm thinking about Bonds, right? I'm thinking about who's, who's, you know, why do I like certain people as Bond over others, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been stated on this, uh, on this show that my personal favorite is Tim purely because I like what Tim does the most. I like that Tim is just this brooding, very efficient man at his job who is clearly sometimes swept up in the, in the decadence of his line of work, or at least his, the world he works in. And then he snapped back to the fact that, wait, no, I'm a, I'm a paid killer. My job is really hard. I have to be very good at my job. Right. I can't wait to those episodes. I just think, yeah, I just, all I have in my mind is, uh, when I think about when you mention him is the, um, uh, is one of the posters for one of the films. Hmm. And I'm like, man, what a good bond. It's going to be great. I, I cannot wait. Just intensity, the intensity on his face just shows that. Yes, it's true. Here I am. I'm doing this thing. But I was thinking about the fact that he, that's a very specific type of bond. Like that's something we've seen. Daniel Craig do like you can use that exact sentence I used to describe mm. Dalton's bond as Daniel Craig's bond. It's just a different mm. flavor, you know, mm. it's just a different mm. sometimes, but it's the same sort of focus on playing it. And then I thought, well, you know, I was watching Pierce Brosnan and I, t- and I texted you as I was watching yeah. Yeah, was tomorrow never dies, but specifically the scene where bond is, is boning the 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 Danish lecturer from Oxford right before the mission breeder thing, and I texted yeah, you. Yeah. 
All right, just who, who, who's the sexiest Bond? Who do you think? And I think you, you said Tim, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I said Tim. Your first time. response was Tim. Your, your answer yeah, may have changed. Because everyone knows, fans, fans of the show will know that I have a huge crush on Timothy Dalton. Yes, um, as we all do. But, we, we saw him in his Peter Pan outfit in Flash Gordon. And, just, and we just haven't been able to look at anyone ever again. Huh? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Tim. And see, when you said that, I was thinking a lot about Tim because Tim famously does not fuck a lot as James Bond. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here's the, t- here's the transcript. Mm. Off the top of your head, okay. stop. No, no punch away. This is a classic. It's a classic millennials and, you know, Gen Y text where yep. you're using the fact that you're sending a second message as punctuation. Yeah. Off the top of your head, yep. new message. I had to, the, I did not type on. I did not type off the dome because I was yeah. like pause that would have been a bit off the top of your yep. head who's the sexiest Bond I reply hmm new message yep. Dalton but not seen the movies for ages mm. you reply he only smashes once in license yep. I reply could be Brosnan yep. you say yeah and then you say you're watching yep. tomorrow never dies yeah tomorrow never down, 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 down. Got it. I can't wait for it. Just Such for that. A shit song. Um, <laughs> what? I'm not a fan of that Cheryl Crow song. What? I'm really not. No. No, I get don't. the fuck out. This podcast is cancelled. It's not as bad as the Lulu song. I'll give it that. But. Don't, 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 don't. The reason, don't, yeah, the reason um, Tim doesn't smash very much is because those films are 70, 87 and 89. Height of the AIDS ap- epidemic, right? Yeah. So they're like. He can be sexy, but he, you know, let's not, mm. let's not go. Cause obviously that's a big critique coming off of Roger Moore and Sean Connery, who were just fucking dropping pants everywhere, everywhere, all across the planet. Um, but yeah, I was looking at Brosnan, right? And Brosnan's sexy. Like Brosnan, I think this purely cause also Brosnan, I think <laughs> I've not gone through them doing the math, but I think Brosnan per capita fucks the most in his movies right Mm. Mm. so and i was thinking like brosnan's bond is super charming super sexy but almost like in a deranged kind of way like a lot of his quips and one-liners are very very like you're you're a sick fuck but also that's really funny and i thought (laughs) who else does that that's connery yeah it's connery's bond because he can get because brosnan can get super brutish right after being that funny and i thought okay i think i i think so so by that logic brosnan does the better type of bond than sean connery does but it's the same type of bond Hmm. something that i would agree george lazenby also did very successfully was that be this super charming super like you know hot but also very brutish not almost like not a very good human being kind Hmm. of thing and then there's Roger Moore, which no one's successfully done since. But mm. I think the I think it's a it's an underrated style of Bond because we'll get to Roger Moore movies where it just it just fucking works and it works so well, where he's that right blend of charming and sexy and funny, and then he's also not not you know he's also very good at his job. Mm. I think I think Roger Moore has a great pistol quick draw, honestly. 
Like, yeah. I hate seeing him fist fight motherfuckers, but he's great with, I, the, I, great with the gat. I feel like, I, and and you know, because the thing is that I just I just don't. I, I'm so tired of who's the best Bond. I was Sean Connery, obviously, yeah. because it's always coming from those people who've like, when was the last time you fucking watched a James Bond film? Exactly. They've they've those are the people who have seen maybe half of Craig's work in the theater, maybe some Brosnan stuff on DVD, and nothing else. Yeah, and they still say Sean Connery. Which which fucking <laughs> we're, we're changing the trend. We're, we're New trends, getting baby. the word out. New we're, we're we're revolutionizing the wheel. This is why I think James Bond has problems as a franchise because people say this. People are like, oh yeah, Sean Connery's best Bond, and then they watch the Sean Connery movies. Only one of them is good. Two are yep. pretty mid. The rest are trash. <sighs> I agree. <sighs> but look, hmm. the man There's with the, the golden gun. Hmm. 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 Just <laughs> let, let me let me let me wrap up with the little with the little trend chasing thing. We talked about how um Live and Let Die is very inspired by American cinema, both at the time, both black exploitation and like those those sort of muscle car, car chase, angry cop movies. Um, this one just straight up wants to be a kung fu flick. Yep, straight up, and it can't really no, because it, it was like it tries to be too many things actually. Because it was so, as they were shooting. Film. I read the note. They were like, "Oh man, all these kung fu flicks are really popular here in Asia. We should try and work some into our movie we're shooting right now." And they did. And they it's did. not great, is it? No. It's, like, it's actually in the process of trying to make this film too many things, mm-hmm. it ends up being nothing. Exactly. Everything or nothing. Eon Productions Limited. Well, you should have just tried. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe try for some middle ground next time, guys. Just anyway. What a formula. What a, formula. What a thing that permeates through the franchise. Something we've talked about before. Every time it gets a little bit much, we just got to bring it down. Yeah. But. Yeah. Is there a perfect James Bond film? Yes. We there are three discover, of them. We will discover. Have we already seen one of them? Uh, uh, we, we, we've seen the prototype for one of them. We've seen the Some prototype. Some people may say it is, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There are three perfect not. Bond films. <clears throat> And I will talk about any housekeeping. We haven't recorded for a while, so I don't think there's any housekeeping. But thank you, mm. as always, for listening to us. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. We'll put everything in the show notes. We can find Dom and myself on Twitter and Instagram. Is this yes? We will be back next week. Oh, wow. We've got to do SpongeBob next week. Yeah, we'll be back for SpongeBob, baby. <laughs> and I'll call it next week. I'll be hounding you. I'll be like, yo, watch it. Watch it soon. Watch SpongeBob. And then we'll record. SpongeBob. Hey, Morgan, SpongeBob. Hey, Morgan, SpongeBob. It's one that I actually might actually get the kids to watch with me this time. Finally. <laughs> the yeah. cycle is complete. Other than when I when I said that I would do that with trolls and then just didn't. Yeah. Because I actually didn't need to see trolls anymore no. than I'd already seen it. But you need to see SpongeBob. I do, and we will see you then. Until then, my name is Roberts, Morgan Roberts. My name is Fitzgerald. Dominic Fitzgerald. Gra-da-dun, da-da-dun. Dun, da 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 da